Good afternoon. It is May 8th, Friday, 2020. This is A Northerner Stuck in the South, and I'm your host, or your person, podcaster, lady person, Ruth Wittstein. Um, it's a beautiful day today, considering yesterday it was, well, yesterday wasn't bad. It was warm, but then moved into the evening, and we ended up with a storm of all storms. Wind was a blowing and thunder and lightning and all that business. And today it's just this beautiful breezy day. Gorgeous out. A little bit sunny, but for the most part kind of cloudy. You know, just kind of, just nice. It's very nice. Needed it after, I couldn't go to bed till 4.30 in the morning. I am still stressed out, trying very hard to deal. My husband seems comfortable with the fact that he got laid off or fired actually. I'm still having issues. Not because of come out of work. It's just the way they did it. You know, the way they did it to him. I'm, I'm rolling this around in my mind. How they're getting away with this. Hold on just a second. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I had to light the old cigar. And we'll talk about that later. Yes, I know I have lupus and I smoke cigars. I'm sorry. I'm rather stressed. I also did hear something. This is off the subject of what I was going to discuss. But I also heard there was a study that was done in some foreign country. Or not really study. They just noticed the statistics. I'll put it that way. That smokers, they're not sure if it's the nicotine. I think it's the nicotine. I don't know. I thought it would have been, you know, a bad thing. But smokers were less likely to end up in the intensive care unit with COVID. That they actually recovered quicker. This was in other countries. And I don't know if they've done the same check into things here. They put that on the list of being vulnerable. But what's interesting. Um, now my husband tested positive and he's, no, not positive, negative. Excuse me, my brain's fried. Negative. He tested negative for COVID, but he is a smoker. They said, oh, you need to worry about that. But then I read that thing, and I was, like, really surprised. You know, he could still test positive, I guess. Any one of us can, according to obvious, you know, if we're out and about doing things, even if you do the best you can of washing your hands and wearing masks and everything, people are still testing positive. You know? So, I don't know. Difficult to say. Frequent testing, I guess, would be the way to find out. Or antibody testing would be a good... I would think antibody testing would be a good way to find out if people have antibodies. I'd like to be tested. Antibody tested. It's very hard to get testing, apparently, because of the shortage. So, and... uh I mean, my husband had all the symptoms. That's what's crazy. And he actually tested negative. Now, I do know that there was a um, false, there have been false negatives, and they would not retest him. He asked to be retested, and they would not retest him because they didn't have enough. They said, we can't do it here. So, you know, we took care of him. He stayed home. He did all he was supposed to do. Um, say. And so far, we've heard that people that have been in contact with him have not fallen ill. I haven't really. 
I had symptoms, but I got over it. Same thing with my daughter. But the symptoms were so similar to other things like flu, lupus flares for me, you know. My daughter was so mild, she didn't even have fever. She just had a little tickle, a little cough, and it went away in a couple of days. So that's why we thought, nah. And the doctor even said, nah. But for me, scary about the lupus thing. But then this brings me back to my, now obviously my nine-year-old doesn't smoke cigars, and we do not smoke around her, because that's just, in my opinion, if you're a smoker and you smoke around your child or near your child, you're, you know, and they can breathe it in, that's like child abuse. I'm sorry. Um, my mom and dad did that to us when we were kids, and I, they didn't know. They didn't really know back then. But they know now that secondhand smoke is bad. But back to the other thing about the testing. Okay, so that's the big deal about opening the states is making sure that everyone gets, there's adequate testing to make sure that, you know, people are ready for this. And apparently we're not. We really aren't ready for this, opening up business. I mean, they've said it over and over again that we're not ready. And we know that. All the states, even though our state is open. I should say, our state is open by county. So a lot of them are doing that. Where different counties are open, other counties are not. That makes better sense, I guess, if you're just going to go ahead and open anyways. But anyhow. My husband, you know, he's doing really well right now. He's not sick. He feels good. And the thing is, he's off all of his treatments except for he takes a breathing treatment from time to time. He takes, he's down to one mucinex a day as opposed to two. He's taking his probiotics. Yes, buddy. He's taking his probiotics and he'll keep taking those. That's something he should never stop. He needs those probiotics. But um, the, the whole, oh gosh, it's a beautiful day. Sorry, I'm just sidetracked by these gorgeous fluffy cl white clouds and the wind blowing nicely and the trees so beautiful and it's just nice and cool sorry I just I ramble this was a ramp this is a rambling podcast okay so the press secretary said and was it either yesterday or day before yesterday that it was ridiculous to think that we could test everyone in the U.S. and that that should be our indicator of opening or not opening and Trump said something that you know we this was yesterday or maybe day before yesterday. He said, there's going to be death. There's nothing we can, we can do the best we can to prevent the death, right? But, I mean, we have to accept the fact that there's going to be people getting sick and there's going to be death. He said that. Pence didn't say shit because he doesn't say a whole lot. Um, well, anyhow, here's the interesting news as of today. Well, actually, as of yesterday evening. After my podcast, I didn't even hop on and tell you guys this, which I'm sure you all know already because you've watched the news. Uh, Trump's personal valet and Pence's personal press secretary both have tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Neither of these people wear masks. Neither of them do. Pence doesn't wear a mask. Trump doesn't wear a mask. They don't wear masks, and they do not social distance despite what, despite what they say. I don't care, because all you have to do is watch those people standing next to each other. They're not social distancing. They're not six feet apart. Far from it. They're close to each other, shaking hands and touching each other. Watch Pence deliver 
boxes of masks and PPE to the nursing home, you know, as a show of good faith, whatever, um, to a nursing home. And he was no mask, no gloves. Nobody was, nobody was there and they were not six feet apart. I'm sorry. Anyways, not to mention they let Michael Flynn, did I say his name right? That guy, I don't really understand his whole thing. He lied to the FBI about the Russian interference. They they pardoned him and let him go. He admitted he was he he pled guilty to the lying. Pled guilty. They let him go. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, oh my god. How queer could things get? But back to the testing thing and back to the positive test and the White House. These two staffers, these two people, this the valet of Trump, he uh, is responsible for fixing all of Trump's meals. He brings all of Trump's food to him. So he's handling all this stuff. Doesn't wear gloves, doesn't wear a mask. Okay, tested positive for corona. Now Fauci did say, body's pretty, or the stomach is pretty powerful, and that if you eat COVID, basically, it'll just die in your stomach, right? Well, but, come on, these guys have been close together, and I know that Trump is a, is a germaphobe, but yeah. he literally thumbed his nose at the whole idea of wearing a mask. Oh, I can't wear a mask because it makes me look bad. Oh, I can't wear a mask because... It makes a negative thing for the president to wear a mask. No, it's it's not. I guarantee you, if Trump, if uh, Obama was still in office during this time, first off, we would not be in the situation, okay? Because he'd have this shit figured out. And second off, because all those pandemic teams would still be in place. Yeah. Second off, if if it got if it was such a bad thing, despite you know all the good efforts that Obama would have made. Obama would have been wearing masks and his, you know, come on. Trump is such a tool. But here's the thing, you know, because he would not help and he still, still does not want to help the states. He, this is sporadic help and, 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 you know, blaming people still and all this stuff. And then he refuses to wear a mask and he's literally thumbing his nose at his, at his duties and, and like I said, blaming everybody. I've said this before that karma is a merciless bitch. You can't escape her. You cannot escape her. You're going to deny everyone in the country the, the, the decent testing, even though he's coming out and saying, yeah, we got the best testing ever. That's not true. All the states can tell you. It's hard to get a test. They're still sold on this whole thing of you can only get a test if you show symptoms. Yet, see, like those two people that were tested in the White House, positive, had no symptoms. I think. The valet man started to have symptoms and had to be tested. But anyway, Trump lost his shit, apparently, and got all angry and said that he wasn't being protected and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, come on. You're not protecting us, though. So what, you think that you're just... God, the audacity of this man. It just blows my fucking mind. Excuse my French, I'm swearing a bit today. It's Friday. It's my swear day. But no, I, I just, I don't understand it. How he thinks. He's so much more important than everyone in this U.S. 
he would not even be sitting where he is if he didn't have people voting him there. You know? Well, I know that, I know, I really still believe there was Russian meddling. That's just my personal opinion, but whatever. You know, I don't care. At this point, it's a done deal. He's there, you know, but he's just done the crappiest job of any president. We've got more death than ever, and his approval rating is just plummeting. Thank you. Plummeting to, you know, he's in the 40s now. He was high. I ever thought he was doing a good job, but man, there's a lot of people who have turned on a dime. You, those protesters, I assure you, the ones that are all over, you know, waving their little Trumpy flags and shit like that, I really believe that that is a small percentage in, in totem. A small percentage compared to those people who have just had enough. And I say, in this country, if you're a voter, get your ass out there. I don't care. Put a freaking Tupperware container on your head. Create like a, 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 a start working on it now. Start working on your hazmat uh, protective suit so that you can go vote this piece of shit out of office. I'm sorry, I'm going to say those words. He talks so rudely and horribly about other people, and he thinks it's okay to to refer to people in such a derogatory manner because he does it all the time, all the time. You know, women and porters and all this kind of stuff. And he thinks he's immune from someone feeling terribly about him. You know? He is not presidential material. And yes, I called him a bad name. I'm sorry. I just, I can't deal. I can't deal. And do I wish him to fall ill like this? No, he hasn't gotten sick yet. And I, you know, I just hope it it doesn't go to that. I hope that he actually wakes up and goes, crap, this is serious. Shit, I fucked up. I'm going to go ahead and own up to it and get in front of that camera and tell people how sorry I am with my damn mask on and take it seriously. And, you know, I'm going to get all these testing. I'm going to do my job. You know, I might actually think good thoughts about this man, but he won't do it. Instead, it's blame 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 everybody else for all his problem all his mistakes he's blaming everybody it's just revolting to watch and you know it's this continued blaming you know i just i really do believe in a universal spirit i believe in a great spirit i guess you could say a what would you call it? I mean, you know, like the, the indicator, the equilibrium act, whatever it is. I always felt like it was the golden rule. Do unto others as you want done to yourself. I don't want people to call me a piece of shit. I don't. And I probably shouldn't say that about him. He's not really. He's just a very misguided, screwed up man. And I, we all are in that way sometimes, right? We get misguided and we get screwed up at times. But, you know, I'm not responsible for running the nation, for being having the most important job of all time it's not me he's there not me and I'm not saying that I should just walk around and just fuck up on purpose and hide everything I don't do that I tend to be like so honest it does get me in trouble I told you I, I you know yesterday one of the things that led to me leaving my job was I couldn't take the politics in the nursing world anymore I was a nurse for 27 years I couldn't take it anymore and so what ended up happening you know, as I, I would always stand and champion the underdog. I would always tell the truth if something bad happened. I would always 
point out, <laughs> you know, if a doctor was, in my opinion, doing terrible things just because they wanted to make money, and if you don't think that doesn't happen, think again, because it does, um, I would blow the whistle on that shit. Well, anyways, you know, I ended up turning in my resignation after I had enough of it after 27 years. And, of course, like I said, the head nurse gave me this speech. That was a good thing I did because they knew how many times I'd blown the whistle and they'd gotten sick and tired of it and I was bad for business. See, they were fixing to fire me anyways. <laughs> yeah, fixing to fire me for being honest. Oh, my goodness. And the same thing, my husband, you know. That's what, that's what, I'm feeling very Minnesota-y today, guys, sorry. I talked to family members and my accent, unfortunately, I mean, it kind of runs between the southern and the northern because I am a northerner, but my southerns, my, I, when I stay in the south a lot and be around a lot of southerners, I tend to sway a whip a bit more to that, but now, you know, after being in this lockdown business and talking to family on the phone, you know, my, my old, you know, my friends from the Northland, you know, my, my accent comes back. So, yes, it's very strong right now. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? My husband. Yeah, you know, he tells the truth. Pointed out that he couldn't, he was an inspector, couldn't pass the job. That the job in question that ended up ultimately getting him suspended and ultimately getting him, you know, Okay, so <laughs> he couldn't pass it. He refused to sign on the dotted line because they hadn't done their job. And that caused a lot of ruffled feathers. So basically, it sounds to me like they wanted him to pass it through, even though it wasn't safe and he wouldn't do it. And he wrote a letter, apparently an email, and they didn't like the way he worded it. He just said, you know, I cannot okay something where people haven't done their job properly we need to start making people do their jobs properly that's why they're here and I guess they didn't like him saying it like that because it sounded like he was trying to be you know take matters into his old hands but he was really just telling the truth you know and so they suspended him for that it was an argument they swear up and down it was just in the end it was just an argument between the two ladies anyways blah 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 then he winds up getting these symptoms for COVID we think he had them, you know, right? So he goes, he does the right thing. He had a fever. He called in sick and he told him, I have a fever. I can't come in. I'm going to be going to the, to the test site to get myself tested. If they'll do it, I'll keep you in touch, you know, and whatever. So he does, he keeps them in touch and keeps them in the loop, tells him when he gets back, he's on all these medications and, and he was. Okay. So she says to him, the lady that, the boss lady, I guess you could say, the, the owner's daughter who's supposedly in charge, she says, okay, well, you know, given that you have this date, you said that you were supposed to be quarantined now for 14 days, you cannot come back here until the 11th. Today's the 8th, right? Bring all your paperwork with you when you come back on the I actually heard her say this to him on the phone. I was sitting right there. She talked so damn loud I could hear her over the phone. Don't come back until the 11th. That's Monday, this coming Monday. Okay. He keeps him in touch. He gets his results back, and they're negative. And he says, look, they're negative, but they still want me to quarantine. And she agreed. Okay. 
Just make sure you bring your paperwork with you when you come back. Well, then, yesterday morning, he gets this email saying, given your current circumstances, we don't even know if you really went to the doctor. We don't even know if you really told the truth. We don't even know if you really had a fever, blah, 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 blah. And the fact that you didn't call in each day that you were supposedly sick. Okay. Supposedly sick. And that you've never provided us with documentation to prove that you were tested or wasn't, you know, that, that, and that the test was negative. You've never done any of that. All of those things, including the suspension, we looked at everything and realized you caused a lot of problems around here in this situation, made everybody very uncomfortable, and so you're terminated. <laughs> That's what the email said. I read that. I was livid because I realized, you know, he'd been on the phone talking to them all week. He had told them. He, they said, bring your paperwork on the 11th and don't come until then, which would mean Monday. So they fired him before they ever even let him do what he was asked to do. Trump fucking tactics, people. This is a Trump move. And I'm saying that because these people there are Trumpies. They are so pro-Trump. They just think he's the bee's knees. Get rid of people when they're down. You know, he's got all the paperwork. And he's got the proof and he's got the emails that they sent him and that he sent them. He's got all of that. All of it. Copies of everything. And it looks really bad for them if he were to take him to court. You know, but he's got this other job too. I told him, I said, take your stuff in there Monday. Go get your things because he should get his things. He's got stuff there. So he should go get do all that and, and just show him the paperwork and said, hey, it's the 11th. According to your email, you said for me to bring it. Here it is. And chances are, when they see that the truth is the truth and that he really was telling the truth, there's such idiots there. They can't do anything um, themselves. They have problems handling their computers and stuff, and he's a whiz. He's saved them thousands of dollars for doing all the computer work for them, like the computer fixing and redo. He has saved them tons of money with that. Okay. That's a huge thing, and apparently the boss is a massive penny pincher, so um anyhow, he uh he's gonna want to say, oh well let's let's bring him back in then, you know, and I and I told my husband, I said, I just think you need to tell him when she goes, Oh, we're so sorry, well can you please come back? Because they act like that, you know, and they're in the wrong and they know it, and he's got the upper hand, they need something from him. And they play this little Oh, we're so sorry, game, right? And I said, don't, don't give in to that. He said, oh no, I'm not going back. He said, I'm, I'm going to take this other job when that trainer comes. I'm gonna go do my business. He said, we'll just live real simply, live on the, live on our my social security. And he said, we're gonna be okay. We really are gonna be okay, even if that's all we ended up living on for a while and the supplemental stuff from our business. We're gonna survive just fine. It's just that's the icing on the cake to have that little extra, you know, money. That'd be great. But he said, look, he said, I'm, I, I'm not going to play into their game. I said, I would do it. I would show them all that stuff. And then I would say, when they beg you to come back, just say, oh, no, that ship sailed. Got me another job. Nope. Thank you, though. Thank you for saying that you're sorry. But, yeah, being away from this place has been the best thing that ever happened to me. And I would just leave it at that. Take your box of goods and leave. And just leave them there with their mouths hanging open.
because they treated him terribly. It's like he's their whipping boy, you know? Anybody who... That's Buddy. Buddy, you're chewing. Okay, back to that. I had to get my other dog put up in her house because... Um, long story short, you know, we have all these rescue dogs out here, and I have one that kind of runs free. Her name is Caramel Girl. And she was out this morning, so I had the two that were inside that one house that I normally walk all the time on a leash because they don't really get along with, with that Caramel Girl. They don't. So she was out in the fence. You know, we have a fence now across our front yard. It's so lovely. I love it. So we just let those girls out to play for a while. Well, some moron down the street decides it's time to start shooting guns. That's the lovely thing about living out here in the frickin' redneck south is this gun business. It seems as though everybody thinks they gotta have one. Hmm. Sorry about that. I'm far away sounding. Everyone seems to think they gotta have one, even though we all know they're certainly not stable enough to have one, but they think they gotta have one. Uh, I don't know what they were doing. Target practice, shooting at something. She was just laying in the ditch across the road. She likes to do that. She likes to lay in the nice grassy. So it's real pretty around here. I mean, it's lots of trees and just gorgeous. Just it's a beautiful day. And so she was just laying and relaxing underneath this ginormous oak tree that's on the corner over there. Big, big, big tree. She was just laying underneath that tree. I could see her right there. And she's, you know, all she had to do was walk across the road. She could come in my back gate, but and it'd be a whole lot faster. But she likes to walk around the, the block, so to speak, and come in my front gate. And so she she did that. And the minute those guns went off, boy, she was like, "Oh, this is enough relaxing." And she got out, and I felt so bad for her because she enjoys her time out. She's really really nice, you know, dog. She's really sweet. She doesn't fight with anybody. She doesn't try to start fights with anybody. Um, she is protective of her food, which any dog is. She is protective of my daughter, which is nice. And um, so, yeah, she'll bark if someone comes and she feels threatened. She'll do what a dog should do, which is bark and alert the owner of the place that they are living at, not the owner of the dog. I don't, I don't consider myself an owner. Buddy, you silly boy. Sorry. Buddy's chewing his butt again. I just put my foot out there. Don't chew your butt. Don't chew that tail. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> we got. We did get the cone out. The cone of shame for your for your face, your head, your mouth, whatever. We didn't put it on you, did we? We kept it away from you yesterday. I just said no. We don't need that, do we? Huh? Nobody, no chew. No, 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 no. Go chew somewhere else if you're going to chew. Don't make me watch it because I feel, I feel compelled to <clears throat> stop you. And I don't want you to um, just walk around a little bit. Anyways, back to what I was talking about before. <clears throat> so I let her back in. I had to put my other dogs up, though, because they are, they fight with her. And they pick on her. See, they start the fights. It isn't the other way around. She's real quiet. She would have been friends. With them, it would have been, oh, happy days, and I thought that's how it's going to work out. She seemed excited to meet them. And that one dog, my dog Daisy, we call her Crazy Daisy because she is kind of nuts. 
she walked right up to her and just jumped on her and started going after her. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So we tried really hard to see, you know, if maybe just the other dog would work out fine without Daisy there, nope. So we put her up, we put them up, and they have to take turns in the yard. But it works out because this other dog, Carmel Girl, likes to go walk around the block, and nobody messes with her now. Everybody's really sweet to her. In fact, <laughs> I saw a car stop by, and I know who they are. They're sweet people. They've given me some help in the past with dog houses and stuff. And uh, just nice people. They have some foster dogs, too. And she had a barbecue sandwich for for Carmel. <laughs> she she says whenever I know that she's laying around out there, she says I hit up to that, that local barbecue place that's open. It's just drive through. Can't go in. She said I grabbed two sandwiches, one for me and one for her. And I was like, oh, that is so sweet. And of course that would explain why she's I said, How often are you doing that? She said, Oh, and we're talking over the fence. Oh, you know, she said at least two or three times a week. She said, I love those barbecue sandwiches. I said, wow. I said, that would explain why my dog's not eating her food and she's getting fat. Because <laughs> she gets more than just that. She brings, she buys a tater. She bought a potato. They had potato wedges one day. And then the other day, she actually got her a whole baked potato with all the fixings. And that dog was out there eating all that. So she's spoiled rotten by a few of the people. And this lady has spread the news that... This is a good dog. Don't hurt her. She's she's lives down by the lake. She's really nice. So everybody knows she's a good dog. She told me this the other day. She said there nobody's trying to do anything to her. They all give her treats. They all you know because she's so quiet and so unassuming. She doesn't attack anyone. We have a lot of dogs out here that are stray or or that the people don't tie up. I hate tying up a dog, but it's either. Sad to say, put them on a leash when you take them outside. Or if they're outside all the time, like I have a lot of outside dogs, they're behind fences and have really nice houses. You know, take care of your animals. You got shelter, we got fencing to protect them and to protect other people. And, you know, that's what the people should do. But they don't. They don't do that. And a lot of people let their animals go crazy and run. <clears throat> we got a lot of aggressive breeds out here. Not just um, pit bulls. And, and pit bulls are only aggressive, in my opinion, when they're treated badly or are forced to be aggressive. I think pitties can be very sweet. I had a part, I had a half pit bull, half bulldog. He looked just like a pit. And we took him in, and he had been a bait dog, is what the vet said. And we had him for, oh gosh, five years. He just passed away last year. Bless his sweetheart. Passed away last year. He had cancer. He'd been beat up most of his life, but we had him for about five years. Took me, took me, we had him for five years, but it took me a year before to friend him. I saw him walking up and down the street, just beat to crap. He had escaped whatever mess he was in, according to the vet. He could tell by the, the marks on his paws, his, you know, his, his um, legs and stuff. It looked like he'd been bound and. Yeah, it's just a sad story. I, I can't believe people would do this to this dog. But he came to us, and he had one eye. Yeah, he'd been through the mill, and we took care of him for five years. Finally, he realized I wasn't going to hurt him. And so then he allowed me to give him a safe zone. So he stayed in the house with those girls, and they were fixed. And um, he just lived out his life in safety. 
freedom and safety. He could come and go as he wanted there in the beginning, and then I realized it was dangerous to let him run loose again. So I'd walk him, you know, four times a day, and we'd, we'd take him and, and, you know, give him baths and stuff. And towards the end when he, because we knew, the vet said, you know, he's been through a run of the mill, and he's probably pretty old, been through a lot. He said, I don't know how long he's got. And then when he got the cancer, we didn't know how long that was going to last. He said, I could do chemo, be very expensive, but it would also end up not making him live longer. This is a terminal thing. We could go ahead and take the tumor out. It would just come right back. He's seen a lot of those tumors, and it was in his bum, poor little guy. So he went on a liquid diet of his favorites, favorite things in, you know, puree or whatever, and... Um, then we just turned him loose, and interestingly enough, he never left. Once he got to that point, he just walked around, and he was very good to all the other you know, the cats and everyone. He, he would lay there. The kitty cats would lay next to him if we had our little our little outdoor kitties. would lay there next to him, and he'd give them baths and stuff. And then finally, you know, it got to the point where he couldn't walk anymore, and, you know, it was time to say goodbye. And it was harsh. It was very harsh, but he he was... He responded well to good treatment. See, he could have been a mean dog, I suppose. But anyways, there's a lot of dogs running around here that are trained to be mean, and they come in your yard, they try to attack you. And that's what happened with that one dog down the street. Those kids, we had a little argument with them. They tried to come in our yard, too, with their dog. Those young kids, unsupervised kids, ages four to six. And... um can't bring that big huge pit bull in my yard that you guys have trained to be a meanie because he kind of tries to attack me he tries to attack my husband and my daughter thank god the minute I see that dog coming in the yard I put her in the house go in the house you know and uh so until we can get him out of the yard and that's a nightmare because ugh so but now the fence is up no more of that I we have had the best quietest the fence has been up now for a week and i'm telling you the whole front yard fenced up you know we got all these other little fenced in yards right for the other dogs but and then we have a few of our dogs three that i call free runners they're fixed caramel girls one of them and then old buddy and harley he's a little chihuahua russian greyhound mix and they're they're fixed they can't get anyone pregnant and they're really not aggressive they just want to play but the problem is they do make a lot of noise the little one does and those kids on the street were starting to complain which is ridiculous because their dog comes in our yard to try to attack us so I just said you know uh, I'm not going to go there with this and you know well your dog scratched me I'm like okay your dog attacked me you know no he didn't yeah he was under my 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 trailer and went after me I didn't even know he was there until I walked out. I mean, there was a little bit of barking, and then all of a sudden it stopped. And I thought, oh, the dogs were barking at something in their yard. So I, you know, finished making my coffee and came outside. And then out of underneath my trailer comes this big white pit bull and fixing to get me. And I said, you know, so this kind of stuff, we can say he said, she said, your fault, my fault, all day long. I said, I agree. My little dog is a pain in the sense that he likes to chase and play and yeah he's got some claw his front you can you can you know we do that little buffing thing where it it um makes some oh it's like a file it doesn't really clip 
so afraid I make their toes bleed when I clip their nails. So I got this little thing that just, you know, like sands them down. Well, anyways, you know, even so, it hurts when they jump on you. Little tiny paws and his, his, uh, his toenails are kind of thin, so they feel like claws. And I told him, I said, yeah, I'll give you that. And I said, but, you know, really, he has never hurt you. And they're like, no. I said, is he coming in your yard? No. I said, but your dog comes in my yard all the time. I said, and I caught you guys trying to bring him up here the other day. You know, and then you were tormenting my cats. And then my cat tried to fight back, and that's what happened with the neighbor cat. And then you started yelling, oh, your cat's mean. No, you guys were beating him with a stick. I mean, come on. You, you can't. <laughs> and, of course, you can't talk to the parents who are just like, well, my kid would never do that, even though, you know, I just watched it happen. Oy. So I just said, you know, I'm sorry about all this. I, we're just going to build a fence. And we got it up. No issues. No more issues. Kids don't bother us. They don't come in here anymore with their dog. You know, it's just been lovely. Quiet. They stayed on their side. We stayed on our side and no issues whatsoever. In fact, we've had smiling waves from the parents. It's worked out. It's worked out really good. So I feel safe. You know, it's, can someone break in this fence if they really want to? Well, of course, anyone could get some wire cutters, you know. But it still is a deterrent. There's signs up that we put up. We have our cameras, all of those things to protect us. And I guess, you know, when you see if you got cameras <laughs> and, you know, all of that, it deters because they know if they're going to put, because right now this, the summer's coming. We're in May, so summer's coming you know, and out here by the lake, this has always been prime time, prime time, summertime, tourist time for people to fly, you know, fly in from whatever other area they've been, because we've got some state parks out here right next to the lake, and they'll come in here, and uh, people steal stuff, it's just, and then they, they're gone, they're in, they're out, because they don't live here. <laughs> So thieves in the summertime tend to come around. They don't really come to my house, though. See, they haven't been. Um, it started out that way, yes, but then backed off because they realized that I had 14, at one point, 19 dogs that were barking at them and scared them. I've seen many a people run out of my yard when the dogs were barking in the night. Like, I'll go out there and say, oh, my goodness, and I'll see this person booking down the booking out of my yard, <laughs> full speed, oh my god, you know, holy shit, and usually they're drunks, like work their way in here, or, you know, so it's, that's going to stop, we got the fence, and I told my hubby, I said, I think we'll lock it, for sure, in the front, you know, once he fixes that thing where he can park his car in the back, in the carport, I said, you're going to have to, you know, once we fix that up, I said, but we'll lock this because huh, we need to keep things safe in the summer, you know. And my daughter, she should be able to play, and she does. She walks around playing and able to roam the property now, and I feel a little better because that fence is over there now. I know that, like I said, if somebody wanted to get to her, they could. But here's the deal. All my dogs would start barking immediately. 
as they were trying to jimmy the locks or whatever to get in and she can run fast so it's like she could run to the house so quick and uh you know pick up a rock and throw it at them or something whatever i've taught her self-defense it's important you can't thing is children cannot be locked away they've got to have fun they've got to get outside and even in this pandemic right shelter in place children need fresh air they need the sunshine it's important to get them out in it and however you can do it while social distancing so it needs to happen you know so that's my thoughts on that i think i think it's important and you know we we don't really want to go out too much so we've got this beautiful place lots of place to play she's got toys outdoor activities she can do she's got her own little race running track she can run on i mean you know it's pretty well set it's it's modest you hear that wind in the background it's whipping it's a modest track dirt track but i mean she can go out there and exercise and play you know ride her little bike on there if she wanted to it's she's got things to do all the parks are all the the play parks the, the, like the camping parks are open but like i think the play parks in some of these counties are excuse me still closed they're still closed because of the you know the mayor or whatever might not feel comfortable opening now, the governor says, hey, yeah, it's open, but we're going to let this be a, you know, county by county thing. And, and that's really, thank God, that's really, they're allowing that to happen. They're allowing each county to decide for themselves. And I'm happy about that. Because some counties are, are, are spread out. And they're really, really rural. And there's just not a whole lot of people together. You know, so those people can you know in the local little grocery store that might be down the road or the little dollar general or whatever's there might not be a lot of people in there at any given time and it is getting better my husband did say he felt like it was getting better it wasn't as bad as it was you know before but at one time i went shopping i thought oh rudeness I ran into I don't know why I'm like a magnet or something people want to just but I did go out with a hairnet not hairnet but a hair covering head covering it was plastic I mean it was like a shower cap I had that on my head and I had my glasses of course and my mask and I have to because I have lupus I gotta be careful and gloves and you know I got kind of verbally spoken to in a very uncomfortable manner by somebody who thought that I was just taking it too far I was afraid she's going to rip the mask off my face. And I thought, oh, nope, get away from me. <laughs> you know, I can't, I don't want to do that. You stay away from me. Let me shop and get my stuff done and get out of here. <laughs> and then I went home, just spending all that money, buying, two, you know, tons of groceries because I didn't want to go back out again. I told my hubby, I said, oh, this one was sick. You know, we couldn't go. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just, uh. Nope. Not wanting to do that again. I was so freaking happy when he came up negative because he cannot stand to stay here constantly. It's driving him crazy. He likes to go out and go for rides, take the car, you know, and he does take my daughter 
just drive around the block, go down by the lake and look. You never, they don't get out. They just drive around. If there is nobody there, like by one of the lakes, you know, they might get out and stand there. But at the minute some, and my daughter and my husband, they have their little masks with the filters in them and they, they keep them on their bodies. They put them, fold them up and put them in their pocket and they're there. So if someone comes up, on goes the mask. I mean, we've done the drill and uh, we have to, we just have to, you know. Um, but you know, to get out and do things, my husband just can't take. He is a people person, it's hard on him. And he's figured out a way to be able to get that need met by going shopping and he can talk because he has a mask on and social distance and chatter away all he wants. Um, you know, it's good washing hands and stuff like that after doing the shopping. So with my daughter, but then I decided, you know, my daughter said, I, you know, I don't really want to go out shopping again. Just go for car rides, but I don't want to go in the store. <laughs> so that's good to keep themselves safe. That social distancing is the only thing that they have figured out that in the shelter place that has literally helped slow the spread of this COVID. And you can't get these people who still think it's a, a hoax to believe it. They just, they don't want to stop their lives. They want to go back to normal. I get it. But here's the thing. I don't think it's ever going to be going back to the other normal. We are going to live a different life now. Even if they got a vaccine, unless... Like for me, for example, unless they make a vaccine that I could take without animal products in it, because I can't have, I'm allergic to gelatin, gelatin's in a lot of vaccines. You're gonna find an animal base in there. I can't have it, I'm allergic to all those things. So unless they do that, I can't even take the new vaccine if they're gonna have it. I hope they make it to where it's not, that they, they get all those things out of there that don't, I don't even understand why. I guess I need to research it more to figure out why. I had gotten into an argument with the physician about that whole thing, and he's like, you know, you you anti-vaxxers. I'm like, look, it's it's really not about the vaccine, um, the whole idea of the virus. That's not the problem for me. Well, what's the problem? I said, it's the additives. I can't. My reaction happened because there's gelatin in there and I had a really bad reaction from vaccine and my doctor actually told me you can't take vaccines anymore because you now have developed a reaction and then I found out that there was polymoxin and poly something myosin neomyosin or something like that small doses in this particular vaccine I took and I'm allergic to polymoxin so see they didn't even tell me those things were in there before I signed the consent form this is when I was working as a nurse and everyone had to have a flu shot and I couldn't even take. After that reaction, and I was off for two weeks, lost two weeks of pay because they wouldn't even help me with that because they said, oh, you signed a consent. I said, yeah, but you didn't tell me what was in that. You just said eggs. I said, believe it or not, I can handle eggs, but I cannot handle gelatin. How crazy is that? So believe it or not, you know, you need to tell people there's all these things. Well, we can't put a list of every ingredient. I said, yeah, but then there's going to be people with allergic reactions. I had it. You didn't tell me all that stuff was in there. And then when I asked for the, the package insert, you got pissed. They did. My work got angry. 
I said, you know, how many other people can't handle these things, have reactions? They just need to know. So they don't bother taking it. Now, here's the thing. I know vaccines aren't really that cheap. So, you know, that wastes a vaccine on someone who really can't have it anyways. So I can't have it. I'm hoping they fix that problem, see? And since my daughter, you know, I mean, I have this reaction. Who's to say she's not going to have that reaction? Who's to say... So I, you know, what if it's a family thing? So my hubby was like, yeah, you're right. You know, so we've backed off vaccines on her and we homeschool just to be safe. And I don't believe that people need to vaccinate their kids with like four vaccines in one day. That is absolutely ludicrous. Makes no sense to me. You know, you have to ask yourself when in the history of anyone's life has they ever had, you know, whooping cough, uh, measles, mumps. German measles, you know, when do they, when do they had all those things at once in their body? Like not right. Like never when they die, <clears throat> if they had them, all that stuff in their body at once, it'd be very dangerous, you know? And so to me, to make them actually, to make them effective, because I really believe when you overload your system with too many things, it's kind of like a computer, right? You take too much stuff at once or you, you put too much you punch too many buttons at once on your computer, it freezes up. Well, okay, your body, take too many things at once. What can happen? Reactions, cross-reactions. What if, you know, I studied a little, I've studied cellular biology and, and cell receptor sites. What if you overload the receptor sites with all this stuff and information and things start getting thrown out and then they don't get taken up and the body doesn't make use of it like it's supposed to and then therefore it becomes a null and void vaccine for your body. I just think if people could just spread it out, we might not need so many boosters, you know? The body could decide, oh, there it is. Okay. It's all good. You know, here comes my hubby. So... If that could be the case, see, it would make it easier for the body. So that's my thing. You know, I would love, yeah, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-stupid. I'm actually pro-vax when it comes to doing it responsibly. I think if it's responsible, we're in business. If we're not responsible, it's bad. And I kind of wonder if they're not thinking those terms right now. Because Anthony Fauci said it could take up to two years, three years to even get a decent vax. Maybe two years. Hold on. Okay, I got about ten more minutes and then this is done. But anyhow, um, my husband was just out here. We're talking. Going to have to repair one of the fence gates in our doggy yards. It's not really bad, but anyways, um, I was talking about oh the vaccines, yeah. There was a there was a time when I was really anti I really was anti vaccine for a while, um, but I, after I, after I came to my conclusions of why I was so anti vaccine, and I explained it to the doctors because they were angry with me about it. I said, "Look, you know, I don't like the way you're doing it. You know, I think that that this stacking it well, it's proven it's safe." I said, "No, it's really not proven it's safe." See, that's the thing you're saying that to people, but you know, then you order the stuff and then you walk out of the room and then you leave us to do it. And then what, what happens, right? What happens when, when we vaccinate our kids a little, the little bit, they were vaccinating babies in the NICU, which I don't really agree with. 
but they, what would happen when we'd vaccinate them with like two or three vaccines, they would order them that way. Two or three vaccines to be done right then, and then you send the kid home. Okay, not every kid would react this way, but we had many that did that would literally go into cart. They go into respiratory arrest and then cardiac arrest. Most children, most babies, all babies basically though, are respiratory driven. So if they stop breathing, they're going to their heart rate's going to slow down, and then they're going to go into cardiac arrest. And I saw that happen so many times; it was ridiculous. And I kept calling the doctors, and they said, "Oh, well, you know." We'll just keep them a few more days until this works out. And I'm like, do, do you not see the correlation that it happened right when the vaccine happened? When we did all three of these vaccines, you had told us to do them. Well, yeah. I'm like, okay, so we did them. And then these kids, they react this way. So I'm going to have to fill out that reaction. No, don't you fill out one of those reports. Don't do that. Vaccine adverse reaction report. Don't do that. I'm not signing it if you do anyway. What's the law? We have to fill it out. The kid reacted badly to this vaccine. No, no, you can't do that. See, that was another thing I blew the whistle on. Pissed me off when I found that out, that doctors weren't going to sign the damn permit, the damn, the darn uh, vaccine adverse reaction reports. You just throw them in the trash and say, no, that didn't really happen. It was just, you know, fluke. Oh, come on. So that's why I say, you know, yes, vaccines are worth, they're dangerous. They can be. But I don't really believe they're dangerous if you spread them out. My eldest child with her children, she vaccinated her kids. And I had vaccinated her too when she was, and we didn't have as many when she was little. As opposed to now. And with this one, she was vaccinated. This, my last child, she was vaccinated, coupled up together. She had some reactions. They weren't very good. She had some issues. She had, you know, right of fever, which is normal, I guess. And, but she also had some breathing difficulties. So, well, they tried to pass that off as if she was just uncomfortable. And she did get over it. It wasn't really severe. But it made me wonder, should we really be doing these all together? And then, of course, when I had my reaction to the flu shot, that was it. I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Uh, we're going to wait a bit and see what's going on here. What's in these things? I need to study them more. And, you know, and then also, like I said, I do believe they're good and beneficial if we could just not give them all at once. Yeah. Schedule shows that if you look at the routine vaccine schedule of now, it's like a whole bunch of them all at once. I, I just think there's a better way but Fauci is concerned about this latest vaccine for COVID that there might not even they're hoping it's promising but they don't even know if they can even come up with anything and I hope they do because dadgum man I am worried and with the lupus what will it do to me they're concerned that you know whether or not this vaccine can be tolerated by people with autoimmune disorders I can't take a flu shot even though it's recommended that people with lupus do can't take one because of the reactions to the the adjuncts, the little things they stick in there. It caused me such grief. I can't do it. So, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And I'm not the only person out there, see, that has these problems. So I really get angry when these pro-vax people, and I am pro-vax to a certain extent. I'm, I'm smart-vax. We'll put it that way. When they get angry with people that are anti-vax, 
they just lump everybody in the same group. And I, I finally got angry with somebody. I said, look, it's not like that for me. I said, um, I'm anti-stupid. I explained my problem. Interestingly enough, a lot of the pro-vaccine people were understanding. They went, oh, shit, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, see, so I can't take them because of this. Now, I worked in the hospital and watched kids literally die in front of me from being vaccinated. But in my opinion, they were vaccinated improperly. Yeah. You know, it's too many at once, that kind of thing. And, well, gosh, you know, I took my kid to the doctor. They had three vaccines in one day. Well, yeah, it happens all the time. But these were little bitty kids I worked with, little bitty babies, premature babies. And in the packet, it would say, you don't, you shouldn't vaccinate neonates. You couldn't tell the doctors that. They would totally disagree with you and fight with you on that. So it's like your hands were tied, <laughs> you know. I got tired of all the nonsense. So, but I, I, you know, I discussed all this with these, these pro-vaccine people attacking the anti-vaccine people. I said, this isn't a time for attack. This is a time for education and responsibility. Vaccination to me is much similar to homeopathy. You, it really is. If you look at what homeopathy is, you look at what vaccine is, you're trying to get your body to fight off the thing that causes you grief, right? Homeopathy is somewhat the same way. And a lot of people who are anti-vax are, are pro-homeopathy. So it's like if you can wrap your mind around it, if we could get the people together to make it safer, I think we'd have a great thing. Wish we could. It's frustrating. I just got to say that much. But anyhow, we'll come up on the hour. Um, I'm getting tired. This wind is, cool wind outside is making me sleepy of all things. It's just so nice out here. I almost want to take a nap outside. <laughs> but it's 4.22 in the afternoon and coming up on the hour. And I know I talk about the same thing every day. The Trump administration, how irritated I am with them, as I am. I'm going to vote in November. I'm going to vote to get these guys out. They've caused so much grief to our country. It's time for them to go. So this is... A northerner stuck in the south, and I am Ruth Wittstein. Peace out. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Social distance. Thank you.